Hey, Joe. Uh, Nate Solder seemed to leave practice yesterday with his right arm was hanging for a second. Anything on that? Uh, you know, nothing much. We're going to see where he is today, see how he feels. Um, normal kind of bumps and bruises from what we could tell, but he's going to get looked at by the doctors and see where he's at. I mean, I think Nate's obviously having a pretty damn good camp for us. We're pleased with the progress he's making right there, so we want to make sure we can keep him on the field as long as we can, but obviously we won't do anything that puts a player at risk. So, obviously, you know, today going to the stadium, third day in a row, we're evaluating a lot of guys based on loads, you know, earlier this week and tied up from last week. So we'll see kind of periodically with individuals how we manage them tonight. Hey, Joe, as you get set for the practice tonight and the preseason opener coming up on Saturday, what are the qualities you like best about this team thus far? Yeah, I like their work ethic. I like the way these guys show up every day and they work and we've seen constant improvement. Uh, this is a team that's got a lot of mental toughness. This is a team that as we've challenged them uh, to go ahead and improve, challenge them on different things, they've responded. I like the way they compete in practice. Uh, it's not perfect. We're far from a finished product. We have a long way to go as a team. But I love their spirit of how they come to work every day and what they're doing to improve. Sports. Hey, Joe. Hey, um, I, obviously, this is a practice, you know, but it is in a different venue. Um, you've never coached a game in MetLife Stadium where there were fans in there, so this is different. Um, have you thought of that at all when you walk on the field and it could be, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people maybe? Well, I've thought definitely in terms of the excitement we're going to have to go out there and see fans. You know, it's, it's a practice. The format of the practice will be like what you guys have seen already on our practice fields at Quest. However, it is going to be different. It's our first opportunity. This and, and the Newark trip we took a couple weeks ago as far as being in front of fans, but the first time in Met life with fans. So, look, there's going to be a lot of natural excitement from the coaches and the players tonight. There's going to be a lot of raised intensity. You know, one thing we're going to be very conscious of as coaches throughout this practice is making sure that we watch our guys you know, making sure we control the tempo and the volume of practice. And we understand there's going to be a raised level of excitement for these guys. We're going to make sure we keep them within the moment and the flow of things. But look, the experience tonight of being in front of fans, uh, we're all looking forward to. It's also going to be great practice for us. Uh, we was asked a question the other day about communication in front of fans. It's going to be a great opportunity for our offense and defense to really work that for the first time with actual crowd noise, not just simulated noise at practice. So that's something that's going to really help us right there. And, you know, look, it's a practice, but there will be a different feel to it tonight. Um, real quick, is um, how, how important is home field advantage? You know, the Giants have not had that in recent years. Are you talking about just in general? Or are you talking about some specific time of year? No, in in, in general. I mean, the, the, you know, if you want to be a, a serious team, winning games at home. Look, you want to win every game you play, and obviously you want to defend your home turf. I'd say in terms of home field advantage, the advantage always goes to the team who plays and executes better on that Sunday. So while it can be an aid for you with uh, obviously the energy and the excitement uh, provided by your fans, You've got to show up as players and coaches and do your best job. Make sure that you outperform the opponent. Thank you. Hi, Leonard. Hey, Joe, your two young edge rushers, uh, how serious are the injuries with Ellerson Smith, the hamstring that I guess he hurt during the conditioning run, and Aziz Ojalari with his leg? Uh, real quick, Pat, can you be more specific about the conditioning run? Oh, no, um, uh, I think there was an interview yesterday. Uh, Dave had said that he – hurt his hamstring during the conditioning run or a conditioning lap, I think, at the start of camp? Uh, it was absolutely not a lap or a conditioning test of that nature. Um, you know, that's not what happened at all. But um, in terms of them, recovery, um, you know, both guys are coming along nicely. Uh, we're looking forward to getting Ellerson out there as soon as we can. Uh, I know he's made a lot of progress in the last week and a half with the uh, trainers and the medical staff. That should be good right there in terms of uh, – 
you know, Aziz, he's been out of practice. He's been working. Uh, there's different loads we have for different guys on different days. One thing about, you know, guys of all different, you know, ages, you've got to make sure that, you know, throughout practice you monitor what they do, you know. We rely a lot on our medical team, our sports science information, and what they're doing. So we talk about our players every day. We want to make sure that we monitor what their bodies have been through. And we put them in a position they can go out there the next day and go through the practice that we prescribe to them in a safe manner. So, you know, everything we do is very planned out. And, uh, you know, in terms of both those young guys, they're working hard doing everything we ask. So I want to make sure we get them back on the field. Thanks. Hey, Joe, I wanted to ask you about uh, Ryzen John. He's just getting back to practice, uh, but he looked really comfortable for you guys in the spring. Is there still time, you know, for him to uh, to really make an impact with you guys and to be a factor in the competition at tight end? Yeah, listen, every player is still competing. I mean, that's absolutely that, – that doesn't stop. And it's not just how you start camp. It's consistently what you do, you know, day in, day out. You know, obviously, he dealt with a different deal. He wasn't allowed to be here due to the situation on the COVID list. You know, 10 days in a hotel, you know, no one comes back in camp condition. So it's going to take him a couple days to get back out there, get his legs under him. But, you know, one thing he did show yesterday as far as getting out there with us for the first time as a team was, you know, he was further along than maybe we anticipated as coaches. And that, you know, the training staff was, you know, optimistic and confident with him with what they saw the previous few days really ramping him up and getting ready to be on the field. So we got to manage his loads, obviously, as we go through this. Um, you know, all that being said, you know, every player on the team has an opportunity to compete every day. So nothing's final. Rock. Joe, I wanted to get back to that home field advantage question and, and have it specific to the Giants. Um, I'm sure that's something you noticed when you were interviewing for this job and, and, and saw. Um, what, what does it take to overcome, you know, what's been a pretty lackluster home record for this, for this franchise since that stadium was built? Look, it just takes executing better than the other team. In, in terms of anything that's happened in the past, that's not relevant to this year. It's not relevant to any game we're going to play this year. You know, I would say that obviously when I became involved with this job, you start thinking about you know the history of the organization, the area, the fan base, and look, there's a reason this is such a you know paramount organization, in the National Football League, and, the, and that really starts with the fans. I mean, the game is about the players. It's about the fans. That's really what you know the connection is. You know, the passion of New York. You know, having the experience of just being an MSG during the Knicks playoff game and, and feeling the energy of those fans really pouring into the game, you know, that, that's something that's unique. You, you don't go into every stadium and feel that kind of energy and passion. And there's a natural just, you know, demeanor in this area of the country, specifically in North Jersey and New York, of, look, it is a mentally tough area. You know, that's the way it is, the way it's supposed to be, and that's the way we've got to train our team to be. And, and I like that atmosphere. I like coming in the stadium and people expect to see, you know, excellence, and that's what they deserve for the money they spend. That's a product we have to work to give to them. The flip side of that, though, is that there's no there's no blind loyalty, right? I mean, there are some there are some teams that you know every Sunday that you know they fill the stadium and everybody's rooting for them and everybody goes home happy, win or lose. Here, here you got to kind of you know you get booed off the field at halftime quite a bit. Hey, look, you get what you earn, and we have to earn their respect. We'll, we'll take two more, Jordan. Zach, Jordan. Hey, Joe. Uh, the fans haven't seen this team since uh, the end of the 2019 season. What would you tell them they should expect from this group? Relative to tonight or just in, in general there, Jordan? Yeah, you're going to see a group of guys go out there and lay it on the field every time they take the field together. And we're going to work hard for 60 minutes, talk all the time, the identity of our team, smart, tough, fundamentally sound. We're going to play for 60 minutes. That's what you can expect to see from our team. If you step on the field for us, that, that's what you can expect to see. Last one here, Zach. 
Hey, Joe, I wanted to ask you about uh, offensive line. You know, you, you revamped that coaching staff. Obviously, Brian Robsale brought back Pat, you know, moved Freddie to more supervising the offensive line. I'm just curious, like, how, how do you feel like that's gone with those new guys there and, and how receptive have, have the offensive linemen been to this new kind of structure you got over there? Yeah, I think it's going very well, actually. I think all four guys do a great job. I wouldn't say Freddie's job is to supervise the offensive line. Freddie has a, a load of responsibilities and encompasses a lot of things. I'm not going to go individually to each one of those right there, but he does a tremendous job for us overall with the structure of the offense. You know, in terms of Rob and Ben working together with the offensive linemen, that's been great. You know, and Flats brings a lot of experience to the plate. You know, we do have two young line coaches who are very knowledgeable, very capable of running a room, very capable of making the adjustments, but it never hurts to have a guy who's just got a lot of skins on the wall, has seen a lot of things, and can share his experiences with two young guys to help him go on through it. I know I benefit myself as being a younger guy in the profession from experience of others.